Well, good day again. This is Arctic Eric, and you are here at the kitchen table with Arctic Eric. This is Fika with Arctic Eric. Thanks for joining me. This is part six of Faith in Christ Always. And as I was putting my thoughts together, some notes here earlier today in preparation for our discussion here at the kitchen table. And by the way, I thank you for joining me here at the kitchen table. I realize that you also have a busy schedule. And so I just want to say, as I've said before, no matter where you are, what you're doing, or what time it is there, I thank you for joining me. Nonetheless, I was putting together some notes. Uh, this is part six, as I mentioned. And I have to tell you, this could be a part six ABC. We'll just have to see where the scriptures take us as we're trusting the Holy Spirit to reveal Christ to us. Oh, Jesus Christ, in whom all eternal wisdom and knowledge is found. Okay, we're looking at faith, faith in Christ always. And Romans 10, 17 has been for me quite a key verse because it's possible to have faith. God wants to help us to have faith, to have that ability to believe him, his son, and of course the word, the Bible, the Holy Scriptures. In Romans 10, 17, we read, so faith comes and it comes from hearing and hearing what? Hearing the message concerning Christ. Faith, the ability to believe, it will come to us as we hear Scripture and as we simply say, Yes, Lord, I believe you told the truth. Therefore, what I'm hearing and what I'm reading from Scripture is true, and it will give me, if I'm willing, if I'm willing to receive, it will pour out upon me the ability to embrace it. And when I use that word embrace, let's think for a moment about the word faith and believe. It means also to adhere to, to trust in, to rely on, and to have faith, have faith in. And we know from the broadcast, hope you've listened to the other five, that Biblical faith is not faith in ourselves, our strength, our power, our ability. It's not faith in a group or an organization or traditions or creeds. It's not faith in our faith. No, it is faith in God, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he will do in accordance to his good will. And his good will is revealed to us. How? In Scripture. When we're born again, when we've capitulated, surrendered, turned toward God, his spirit comes in us, and the spirit is the one who wants to illuminate scripture for us, to reveal Christ to us, and do many other things through that indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. And more, for, more than anything in my life, the daily intimate personal relationship that I have with God and Christ occurs through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that marvelous? And I believe that above all the things God does in us and for us and through us, that his heart's number one desire is you and it's me to have that deep daily intimate personal relationship that he desires to give to us, his children, through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit, also known as the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, 
and the spirit of grace. You say, Eric, why do you repeat so much every time? Well, it's important. It's important to remember that it's not about what you and I attempt to do. It's about what Christ has done, what he'll do in the future, and more than anything, what he desires to do today, according to Scripture, by that precious person of the Holy Spirit. Okay, we're moving on now. We're going to look at faith and the name of Jesus. Let's begin with Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11. For this reason also, because he obeyed and so completely humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, at this name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in submission of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth so that every tongue will confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is the sovereign God to the glory of God the Father. So God has exalted Christ and has given him a name. He's given him the name of Jesus. And it is at that name every knee shall bow. And of course, it's God's plan that you and I bow our knee before we leave this earthly life. So important, so important. In Acts 4.12, we read, and there is salvation in no one else. There's only one way. It's no one else. There's no other name under heaven given to us by which we must be saved. That's right. We must be saved. Listen, we're born with, with a, in a disconnection to God. Yes, he's God who created us. Amen. No problem. But to become our father, our spiritual father, we need to be saved. We need to be born again. And we've talked about that on, on previous broadcasts. God goes on to say here in Scripture, John records, But as many as received him, he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. So we can see we do have a part to play in this salvation. It is to receive him. But when we receive him, he gives us the right to become children of God. God becomes our Father in heaven to those who believe in his name. So let's understand a bit now in this uh, broadcast, part six, Faith in Christ Always. Let's understand what, what does it mean, believe in his name. Well, I want to quote a couple of fellows here. One is Vincent from Vincent's Word Studies. He says that it is expressing the sum of the qualities which mark the nature or character of a person. To believe in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is to accept as true the revelation contained in that title. So that means it's important to understand what is contained in that title that God has given him. Thayer's says this, 
the name is used for everything which the name covers. Everything the thought or feeling of which is aroused in the mind by mentioning, hearing, remembering the name. For its rank, authority, interest, pleasure, command, excellences, deeds, and so forth. So in short, the words his name refer to everything he is everything he's done, indeed, everything about him. So it's important that we know what does Scripture say about this name. But let's go on to a couple of verses before we look at some of the things included in his name, what his name means. Are you ready? Good. John 2.23, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he performed. So obviously there is a place for signs and wonders and miracles in the name of Jesus Christ, believing on the name of Jesus Christ, and seeing those things help them to believe. But still they had to believe in him, in his name. In John 20, verse 31, but these were written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So, of course, it's important that we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, but there's more. There's always more with God. And that believing, as a result of, as a fruit of, you believing, you will have life in his name, eternal life, which began the moment you capitulated, the moment you believed from your heart that God raised him from the dead as justification for your sin something eternal happened, and it continues to happen. It's called life in Christ. 1 John 5.13, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. In my years of ministry, including those pastorially, there are so many who are uncertain whether or not, in fact, they're saved, whether or not, in fact, they possess eternal life on the inside and that, that they will live forever even when their life in this physical form ends. But listen, God has written to you and to me, to all who believe in the name of Jesus, that you will know you have eternal life and that you might, listen, continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. It isn't just a one-time situation where we believe in God. No, we have a life of faith, walking by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So now let's look at just a few of the somewhere between 50 to 100 names and titles of Jesus Christ. Because why? Well, in them, we're going to find out that when we believe in his name or the things that occur and are covered by his name, that those are for us. That's right. 
what his name includes, what his name points to, the richness and the depth of his name, that is for us. But you know, if we don't know that, then we're not going to have the faith to to think it, much less believe it. But when we know what Scripture says is the fruit of believing in the name of the Son of God, believing in Jesus Christ, believing in his name, then things are opened up for us by faith based on Scripture. First of all, we see that Jesus is the Almighty One. He's the one who was and is to come. He was, he is, and he is to come again. He's almighty. All power and all authority has been given to him, and he has given us his name. He's the Alpha and Omega. He declares that in Revelation. The first and the last, the beginning and the end, there's nothing outside of the name of Jesus. Everything we need is found in him. He's our advocate. He, listen to what First John says. He says, my dear children, I write this to you so you'll not sin, but if you do sin... We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He has paid the price for your sin and my sin and the sin of the world. And if we do sin, he is our advocate before the Father. He's always interceding for us. He is our very righteousness. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He started this faith, grace, race. And he is the one who will perfect it, complete it, mature it, as we allow him to show us he's faithful to his word, to his name, to his promises. It goes on to say here in Hebrews, fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand, the throne of God. How are we in the world? How are we going to keep our eyes upon Jesus? Well, he started it. He helps us to keep our eyes upon himself. He's the one that will perfect that which has begun in us. So let us trust in him. Let us trust in his name. Let us believe in his name. Because he says, and scripture is true, God is not a man. He cannot lie. The word of God is inspired by the only true and living God. And it's given to us that we might say yes to the good perfect and acceptable will of God for our lives as revealed in Scripture and for the lives of those we love and those around us and even for our enemies. God's will is good. What else is found in believing his name? Believing in his name. Well, authority. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then he says, get out of here. Get going. Do these things in my name. I am with you. I'm in you. I'm for you. And I will do these things through you. Believe in your heart and speak with your mouth. 
things will happen because of the authority Christ has and the authority he has given us in his name. Well, gosh, of the 50 names and titles, let's see here, we've made it through five today. Incredible. And I see that, that time is running out, so we're just going to have to see how many subparts we're going to be having discussions about here at the kitchen table in the subject of faith in Christ always. This was, or is, part 6A, and we're going to move on with the next broadcast. Gosh, I thank you for taking the time to be here, as I say again and again, because I sincerely mean it. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing these podcasts with others. As you are reminded by the Spirit of things He wants to do in your life as you listen, simply say yes to Him. And as you think of others that might be blessed by hearing these messages, encouraged, share them with them. Well, it looks like the time is definitely gone. May the Lord bless you today. May he keep you in that name above all names, the name at which every knee will bow, the name of Jesus Christ. Good day.